sermon for you. But instead, all I have to offer you this evening is the infallible and the inerrant and inspired and breathed out living and active Word of God, which I promise you, church, will be sufficient for you all and will absolutely not return void. And thus, with that said, our thesis statement for tonight, church, or the main theme of our message tonight is this. The Word Jesus Christ, who came into this world and who dwelt among us, was, is, and forevermore will be truly God. Again, our thesis statement this evening, church, is this. The Word Jesus Christ, who came into this world and who dwelt among us, was, is, and forevermore will be truly God. And thus at this time, church, let's open our Bibles up this evening to the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. And if you are joining us this evening and do not have or do not own a Bible, please know that that is okay. However, let me also then lovingly encourage you all at this time to please grab one of our church Bibles, which are all located in the chairs in front of you, and to turn that Bible to page 886, and to join us as we as a church family hear the Word of God together this evening. For again, we are going to be in the Gospel of John tonight, and we'll be looking specifically at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, where the Apostle John, the author of the Gospel of John, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this evening give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to receive the incarnate word of the Most High God himself, Jesus Christ. Let us be in awe of his eternality, his preeminence, his uncreatedness, that he is the Savior, the God, the Deliverer, the Redeemer of this world who humbled himself to the point of taking on human flesh. Let our minds not drift this evening for a second, Father, to presents that are to be opened, cookies that are to be eaten. But let us be in all this evening, Father, of your Son, Jesus Christ. The Word who became flesh and who dwelt among us. Father, help my lisping and stammering tongue this evening, I pray, to build up your people so that they see your Son like never before. And that this entire evening, Father, be a glorifying sacrifice to you, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. So again, our thesis statement this evening, church, 
or the main theme of our Christmas Eve message is this. The word Jesus Christ who came into this world and who dwelt among us was, is, and forevermore will be truly God. So unlike the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, which begins with the genealogy of Jesus Christ, and unlike the beginning of the Gospel of Luke, which begins in essence with all the events and details surrounding the birth of Jesus Christ, and even unlike the Gospel of Mark, which begins with John the Baptist preparing the way for Jesus Christ, the Gospel of John here, church, for it doesn't begin like any of them, but instead actually begins more like the first book of the Bible, that book being the book of Genesis. And I say that because whereas the first book in the Bible, Genesis, opens with, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the Gospel of John here, church, it opens with, as we see in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word. The Word here in verse 1 being none other than that of Jesus Christ. And I say that because as we go on to see in John chapter 1, verse 14, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, that being Jesus Christ, church full of grace and truth. And thus what the Apostle John initially wants his readers to grasp here in his prologue is that in the beginning, or when God created the heavens and the earth, that the word Jesus Christ in eternity past was already present, already existed, and that the word Jesus Christ, verse 1, was with God and was God. And that although the word Jesus Christ and God the Father, church, are both distinct persons within the Godhead or within the Trinity, that the word Jesus Christ still, verse 1, was, is, and forevermore will be truly God. In that Jesus Christ is the eternal and true God, church, one substance with God the Father and eternally equal with God the Father, both in power and in glory as well. And verse 3 that all things were made through him, and that without him was not anything made that was made. Meaning that the sun, the moon, and the stars, church, all made through Jesus Christ. Vegetation, plants, and fruit trees, church, all made through Jesus Christ. Birds, sea creatures, and livestock, church, all made through Jesus Christ. And yes, even that of Adam and Eve, created in the image of God himself, church, were both made through Jesus Christ. To the point that without him, verse 3, there was not anything made that was made. And thus, make no mistake about it, church, for the Apostle John is most certainly introducing Jesus Christ to his readers here as the divine and eternal and omnipotent, always and forever, never created, never ceasing, never not being, but through whom all things were created by God of the universe. And that in him, verse 4, was life. And the life was the light of men. And that the light, verse 5, shines in the darkness, and that the darkness has not overcome it. In short, as J.C. Ryle writes, our Lord Jesus Christ is also then the source of all spiritual life and light as well. 
or big picture here, church, as Matt Carter explains, imagine if someone asked the Apostle John, so if this Jewish carpenter named Jesus of Nazareth really is God, then why is he here? And why is he walking around as a man? And what exactly is the point of all this? Here in verses 4 and 5, the Apostle John provides two grand and glorious answers. Life and light. And that Jesus Christ came to give us life, or to reconcile us with God, changing both our present condition and our future destination, and in order to bring the light of God's revelation to the spiritually darkened as well. For Jesus Christ offers life and light. And thus being that Jesus Christ is the source of all spiritual life and light, and Jesus Christ came into this world in order to bring life and light, and furthermore being that while Jesus Christ was in this world, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and the resurrection, and the life, and that whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live, then we best be believing then, church, in the gospel of Jesus Christ, or in the good news that Jesus Christ, as truly God and as truly man came into this world and initially lived for us the life that we could never live and that the law of God that we as sinners break over and over and over again each and every day. Jesus Christ, when he came into this world, he never broke that law once but instead lived a holy and righteous and sinless life here on earth, something that we as sinners could never, ever do. And in doing so, fulfilled the law of God in its entirety, perfectly and completely, all for the very children of God. However, that was not all that the word Jesus Christ accomplished while he lived and dwelt among us. And I say that because Jesus Christ also then, church, paid the price for our sins that we could never, ever pay. And he did that by willingly giving up his own life, by being pierced and crushed and crucified on a cross at Calvary in our place and as our very substitute, even though he himself never sinned, which appeased and satisfied then, church, the wrath of a holy God all toward his sinful children. And thus, because of that, three days later then, this sinless Son of God, Jesus Christ, for he didn't remain dead or buried in some grave, but instead three days later, he, Jesus Christ, he rose from the grave and he defeated sin and destroyed eternal death once and for all and now offers eternal life to all who place their trust in him. And that no matter how dark church or how sinful church or how crazy the world around us gets church, the light of Jesus Christ will continue to shine in the darkness church since the darkness has not cannot and will not ever be able to overcome it. And thus because of that, for let us be sure then this evening, church, to put our absolute hope and faith and trust and joy in the incarnate word of God himself, Jesus Christ, since he truly is the eternal life-giving, eternal death-conquering, true light-offering Savior of 
the world. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, if there are eyes here tonight that need to be opened, ears here that need to be opened, hearts here that need to be softened and to come to faith in Jesus Christ, this God-man who came into this world, took on human flesh in order to live the life we couldn't live, take all of our sins on himself and pay the price that we couldn't pay. Also that three days later, he could be raised again for our justification so that we could be reconciled back to the God of the universe forever, forgiven of our sins, cleansed of our sins, and now in community, in fellowship, as family, children of the Most High God forever. Lord, I pray that you, Lord, send your grace this evening to anyone who has not come to faith in Jesus Christ. Give them eyes that will see the light of Jesus Christ as the only one who gives eternal life. And let tonight be the night, December 25th, 24, 2022, that they come to faith in you. In Jesus' name, amen.